0: Some short thoughts this morning on the name of Jesus we 've got all kinds of surnames in the world today, um, and think of your own name and surname we 've got patronymic names that 's from the father, and so when I was born, I received my father 's surname i 'm happy about it um, and so I was named after him and uh, in some in some traditions um, you have the name of the father reflected in the actual surname bits and so Alex Maclay, I didn't tell you I'm picking on you, Alex Maclay means son of, lay, alright so Mac means son of, lay, you can tell your dad that if you didn't know. And then uh, some surnames come from occupations so we've got Smiths and we've got Carters and some are describe a topographical uh, feature near where they stayed in early times and so we've got the hills (laughs) and the fords and it's not describing a vehicle there's nothing about Holden and Ford it's about Fjord and then um, we've got descriptions too we've got young wouldn't we all like that sooner and white and here's a Dutch one geboren. Born naked, and this one I'm quite intrigued by Hopgood. Think about that one. How did they name someone Hopgood? And then we've got uh, matronymic names. Sometimes in um, in the days uh, way gone, when uh, mothers had illegitimate children, their children would get named after their surname. And today, with single parents, many of them take on their mum's names. We've got combination surnames, Rutherford King. We've got unfortunate surnames, like Shufflebottom, or Katzenellenbogen, Cat's Elbow, figure. We've got illegal surnames too, according to the government statistics, Lucifer. For real, actually for real. Imagine people. How about Starlight, spelled asterisk L-I-T-E. Illegal. And then just plain weird, someone in America named their kid At, as in At. Alright, so to us, names aren't as important as they might have been earlier. They are a means of identification and a means of possibly carrying on a family name. But in the case of Jesus Christ, his names are very important. Jesus, the Hebrew Yeshua. Did Mary and Joseph just decide to call him that? They could have called him all kinds of things. But why Jesus? Well, we've just read in, in the account we had in Matthew, and then in, again in Luke chapter one, verse 39, the angel Gabriel appeared to Mary and told her, "You will call him, and then the name. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and you shall call him Jesus." And what does Jesus mean? Jesus means Jehovah is salvation. And then this, the angel appeared to Joseph in a dream. And he said to me in Matthew 1.21, She that is Mary will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So what was this name that was being given to him? Christos. So we have Yeshua Christos. Those are his full names in Hebrew. Jesus the Christ. He will save His people from their sins. So His name is really important. And then in Isaiah, the prophet, Isaiah spoke about His names too. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. And I'm just going to read you this one verse. And we're going to look at these names. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government shall be upon His shoulder. And His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. This is the same baby that we are remembering this morning. Emmanuel, hundreds of years before Jesus' birth, the prophet Isaiah prophesied that God would make a way for sinful man to come back to him and to be put in a right relationship with God. Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14 said, Behold, the virgin shall conceive. This is hundreds of years before it happened. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, Which means what? God with us. And so that is what we remember as well this morning. God is with us. Isaiah continued to record several more names describing the coming Messiah, as I've just read. Wonderful Counselor. What is that? The all-knowing One. The One to whom we can go and we need answers. He is a wonderful counselor and He can give us that counsel on a daily basis if only we'd come to Him. He is mighty God, said Isaiah. The God of the armies, almighty. The one who is there when stuff happens in life. The one who is there when life caves in around us and you think there's no way through. He is almighty God. Do we come to Him? John chapter 1, verse 14 said, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us And we beheld His glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. He came so that we could be freed from our sin. It needed a mighty act of God to do that as well. Because sin has a hold on our hearts. So, mighty God. The everlasting Father. Now, thinking of the Son, we're talking about the everlasting Father. Well, God is one. Three persons in one. Three different... um, Functions they have in the Trinity, but the everlasting Father. The Messiah would be a Father to His people eternally. Isaiah wrote, You, O Lord, are our Father. Our Redeemer from everlasting is Your name. Think about that. He was our Redeemer from before time was created. He is our Redeemer into eternity. The one who is everlasting. And so everlasting is his name too. And as our father, he would compassionately care for and discipline us if we would only put ourselves under his hands and allow that to happen to us. And then lastly, he's the prince of peace, says Isaiah. He's the one who would one day make peace possible between sinful mankind and a holy God and bring peace also between sinful people. And that is why those of you who are married, we can live in peace most of the times, because of what the Lord has done. In our societies, think about it, if it wasn't for some of that peace which God has brought as part of His natural grace on us, how would we as societies fare? Everyone would only be looking after their own wants and needs. It would soon be chaos. And so because of God's wonderful grace to us, He is also... The Prince of Peace. And so the wonderful truth, as we've seen, and this is not theory, it is fact, that he did, he did come as a baby. And He dwelt among us. And just at the right time, as we saw yesterday, Jesus died for our sins and made a way back to God possible. And therefore, all our hope is in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, the names are given to describe Him and it's there to tell us more about Him and His roles. But that's just head knowledge. It's got to move to our hearts from there. And that's where the practice comes in. How do we do life with Jesus Christ? Well, the first place to start is, I want to ask you a few questions and then I'm through. Have you met Jesus personally? Is He your Saviour? Is He your Lord? Not just do you know about Him, but is He your Savior? Or is He just still baby Jesus in a manger in the picture cards? Do you trust and honor Him daily as Emmanuel, God with you? Or do you muddle through life and only go to Him when you really have to? He is wonderful counselor to us. Do you rest in Him as mighty God? Do you pour out your heart to Him as your everlasting Father? Do you listen to His compassionate discipline? And when the storms of life hit you, do you allow Him to rule over your heart as the Prince of Peace? What beautiful names, what meaning to this little baby who is our Saviour. And so let's just pause this Christmas to give him thanks. He is Jesus, more than just the baby in the manger. He is the Christos, the Christ, the Saviour of the world, your Saviour. His name is Jesus Christ. Amen.